Well, last time we called it uh, group stage therapy, Bo, but this actually uh, quite therapeutic when you see the, the, the people that well, were... Well, for some. Well, okay, but, but for the ones that should be doing well, uh, they did well enough. But, but for teams like Manchester United, this, this is a pretty good showing at Champions League competition here early going. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, the, the thing about Champions League is the fact that, like, not only are you catching teams, you're catching teams at different parts of their season and also different involvements in their season. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a little all over the map. Teams like Manchester United, yeah, they've they've done pretty well. But then, oh, my God, dude, Madrid is a dumpster fire. I mean, it, there's a possibility that they could go to Europa. And, you know, this whole Zidane uh, honeymoon, second honeymoon, it's actually it would be a second honeymoon, wouldn't it? it it's going to be ending very soon. I mean, uh, you know, Shakhtar's at the top. Uh, Gladback second, you know, Inter Milan's third. I mean, look, you, you got you got four more games, right? Uh, Madrid can run the table. They can be number one. They can they can they can be number two, right? They can get into the knockout stage. But it, this this initial showing is is pretty bleak. Uh, but their their neighbors, Atletico Madrid, dude, uh, they looked pretty good this week. You know, I mean, look, nobody looks good against Bayern Munich right now, but. Uh, Atletico looked good in their second match. So, yeah, Champions League is is starting to come together. It's weird because, you know, in the in the group stages, we're kind of stuck in this position where, you know, when are teams going to really push, right? Because you know all of these teams are not at 100% for all six games. But you don't want to get so far behind the eight ball like Madrid that you have to win. And now Madrid's standing in a position where they have to win. Yeah, you know, you talk about at that Letty, and uh, you, you saw Joe Felix really making an impact in that match against Salzburg, and 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 Salzburg, you know, that's a it's a good story. I, I do know that uh, part of their tactics involved were bringing in Julian Nagelsmann, who's the other. FC Red Bull representative yes. with Leipzig to say like okay you know what what are some concepts here to uh you know usurp what Simeone likes to do but but then you you kind of look at well that's just not possible with with that particular talent level that Salzburg has so i think the Atleti match was just the Mönchengladbach um tie but with they were Real good Madrid last year i mean look they're, they're a pretty good team. They were good last year, and they just kind of ran out of steam. And, of course, COVID, once COVID hit, it's like you can make excuses for teams getting worse, right? It's just like, you know, there's a rhythm to soccer, and some teams lost their rhythm. And I don't think you can look at it and say, like, oh, that's bad coaching. Oh, that's bad personnel. Oh, they need to get new players. Like, I can understand why. Soccer is a game based on rhythm. It's a team sport. So a huge break in the action, like what happened because of the suspension of play in COVID, you know, so I look at teams like Mönchengladbach and say, this was a good team. This was a good team before COVID broke out. And they can come back and be a good team. And I think Madrid didn't give them enough respect, you know. And, and I think we're seeing that across the board. You know, if we go and, and jump into domestic stuff just real quick, I mean, like in the, in the Spanish, in La Liga, like that's that's kind of all over the all over the map, too. I mean, Atletico's standing in fifth. Madrid's in second, but... They, they still haven't looked – they've looked great once or twice. But, like, Real Sociedad's the only team that looks like they're actually ready to start playing league play. Barcelona's awful. 
Sevilla, 13th. You know, my boys, Valencia, they're in 14th. So, I mean, yeah, I know we're, you know, five, six games in, but that's enough to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, La Liga is going to be, by some standards, La Liga is going to be super competitive and exciting, but by other standards, it's it's a wreck. Yeah, I mean, okay, back to Champions League, though, as we go from La Liga back Sorry, to Champions I, League. I'm jumping, I'm jumping all around, but it's just like, oh, my God, the Spanish soccer, my, my obsession with Spanish soccer, it's like when they all just turn into hot garbage, I start to panic. Yeah, but I think you get there faster than even folks on BN Sports. I, I, I really, I, I, you know, Real Madrid won the title and had a nice you know, showing all around through their European competitions very recently. This is sluggish, no doubt. And, and you know, to what degree it's Zidane, to what degree it's some injuries. Like, th- that's let's put Real Madrid to the side for a second because I bring it back to okay. Champions League to relate it to Barcelona really beating Juventus in a convincing ma- manner. I mean, like, th- th- to me it was... A, like, a, Juventus without, a Juventus without a big portion of why they're Juventus. Sure, but it was a squad that was still having to play defense against Barcelona and, and, and wasn't doing it super well. True. And, and, True. And, and, okay, so when I look at Barca, I see the future needing to mature in real time. And, again, I've always said this since we started this whole program, you're the one for me, Fatih. Ansu Fati yeah, is going to be so exceptional. And you look at it, he's like he's about to turn 18. Like that that this is the future, melding the future with all of these incredible other pieces they have that are legacy pieces. Of course, that's for us to talk about. It's for Kuman to do, right? But you see it in action in this case against Juventus. Yes, not the Juventus squad that Pirlo would prefer have out there, but it was still a very convincing defeat of Juventus. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. And like I said before, I mean, with Champions League, especially in this stage of the group, it, you're going to get some very sporadic performances. And Juventus had a bad day. They were short their key player. And Barcelona played well. Um I don't think that means that Barcelona's fixed. I, you didn't say that. You weren't like, "Oh, everything's fine in Barcelona." But I mean, looking at the looking at the big picture, like Barcelona can't just hang their hat on this. Just like Madrid can't hang their hat on the fact that they're in second place in La Liga, which, by the way, by Real Madrid's standards, is still kind of unacceptable, especially when Real Sociedad's in first place. And you know. You look at teams like Liverpool, how have they been performing in Champions League, right? It's like the fan bases are not going to stand for just barely getting in to the knockout stage. You know, they want to see their teams do what they do. I mean, they the thing is, is, is I feel like when the group stage, each group has two teams that have to make the knockout round. And, and that's what's tough is because of the fact that you have four teams competing for two slots. Uh, you already feel like that two teams are pretty much automatic. So it's like if those automatics don't go through, um, that's a huge problem for those teams. You know, these teams do not, these teams are not, you know, they're not Spurs fans, right? I'm a Spurs fan. I love Tottenham. Like Tottenham goes to Europa. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, I get to see some games on Thursday. You know, I'm not, I mean, I do like Madrid. I do like a lot of these teams, but like those fan bases are not Tottenham fan bases, right? Barcelona, 
fan bases, Madrid fan bases, you know, these guys, even Man City, I mean, these people are not going to put up with Europe. You know, they have to get to the knockout round. So, again, it's early. We'll see what happens. But I, I think there's definitely some teams that uh, need to get it together. And I don't think Barcelona can be like, well, I played, played well against Juventus. I guess we're doing fine because they're not. They're, they're a mess in their domestic league. And I still don't see, yeah, Fati's great, but they don't have anybody like everybody, everybody at Barcelona is either 12 years old or 40. Like there's nobody in the middle who has experience yeah. at this level, but who's also not like on the way out. And that includes Messi. Messi's still the best player in the world, but dude, he's got one foot out the door. And if you don't believe that, you're not paying attention. No, you got to believe it. And, and I'll just make one statement here as it relates to La Liga and the standings as we go. Atleti would be at the top of the standings right now if they had been playing as many games as Real Sociedad has played already. I mean, there, there's two True. extra games that have been played by some of these teams, and uh, Barcelona, you know, Atleti have five games played in the domestic competition. And, 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 and in the case of Atleti, I bring it up to say that like a win and a draw and they're at the top of the table with even the amount of games that uh, Real Sociedad has. Yeah, that's, Barcelona's that's, already lost two. Barcelona's already lost two. So that's, you know, that's, a, that's, that's the big difference why I see their 12th place. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe no argument there. Paid. No argument there. But I guess... Atletico, the, you know, Atletico is still... that. This is me and you. Both me and you love this team. Yeah. And yeah, they could easily make two wins and, and put themselves right at the top. But, you know, every, every Atletico game in La Liga starts out with me going, this is going to be 1-0. I just hope we're the one. You know, yeah, I well, still, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> you know, all black makes that exciting still, though. I mean, that, to me, that's the joy of it. But but I, they'll they'll be scoring goals. I guess the larger, more meta question we have to be asking before we get to what time it is. And we always know what time it is, is are the teams in the Bundesliga just simply outperforming the teams in La Liga in Champions League by and large? Are they just this you know, time around here, you know, just just better. I mean, like, is the teams in they the Premier be. League just better right now? I mean, Chelsea and Man United, they blew up on the teams they were playing. And and I, now I've got to temper that one because Man United beat a team in the Bundesliga very handily. But, like, what is our expectation for why La Liga team should be so much better in Champions League? And we're not seeing it. Maybe we're judging it unfairly while these other clubs in – Bundesliga and Premier League are just playing better in Champions League. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that it's tough. One of the best parts about all of European football is the fact that you have these domestic leagues and then you have Champions Leagues and Europa League. And so you get to always have this debate, right? And that's what makes it, that's what makes it fun is you get to, you can't, these teams aren't in a vacuum. You can say like, oh, great, you know, my favorite team is X, Man City, right? It's not, but let's, you know, just for my little gambit here. Man City's my favorite team, and they're the best in, in the Premier League, and look at them in Champions League, and look how they're doing, and it's like, that's cool. But I also think that sometimes it's an unfair comparison to try to compare the leagues by the performances of individual teams in Champions League. Um, because I feel like that there's a lot of inconsistencies, even in the teams themselves, on how they play in their domestic league and how they play in Champions League. We've talked about this before, Lawrence, about 
you know, to be a Champions League team, you have to have so many players. You know, that was Chelsea's problem up until now. They had a good 11, 12, 13 players, but they needed like a good like 26 players so you can rotate guys in and out and be fresh and be able to play this amount of games. And so it's really hard to judge a league by a team that's in Champions League because when you really dig deep, each team has a different strategy and theory going into their campaign and what they're deciding is more important. Is Champions League more important? Is my domestic league more important? And I can make an argument, especially with, with German soccer, with the Bundesliga, I don't feel like, the, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to just be like, yeah, it's like France. I mean, basically, you know, Byron's the best team. Everybody else is playing for second or third place. But it, that's kind of true. And so these German teams, I think, are like, let's make a big show in, in Champions League. Let's push all of our resources, right? Let's push all of our concentration into Champions League. And Bundesliga, eh, we'll see what happens. Maybe Byron starts playing bad. It's not going to happen. They know it's not going to happen. So they're pushing for a better performance in Champions League. Yes, they are. And they're getting it, which leads us to... Let's put this away because it's time. Woo! It's time for that football damn sound! Football in Inglace powered by Atlanti FC. We are the people's team and the people's team bringing oh it to Dorado's yes. bow. Carlos Lopez, man, that's how you start it off. And then, yeah, it was a goal fiesta after that, wasn't it, Lawrence? It was incredible. You know, what I liked to see was after a couple of matches where there wasn't much goal scoring, this was the explosion, but it was the tack that they were bringing immediately to the match that was impressive. There was no hesitation. And, and you saw some great movement in the middle of the pitch creating opportunities. Pablo Gomez bringing speed and poise to the pitch. And and I, I just liked seeing this more attacking style. Atlante really taking it to Dorado's early. Some of these early tries did not result in a goal. The first goal coming right as it's about to be the first half. And it was a great way to establish a tone going into the second half. And then shortly thereafter, the goals totally. started coming. A late goal with that fourth goal, very late, into extra time. But you see this opportunity right now for Atlante to be making a real statement in the expansion. And, and, and we are seeing all kinds of reasons now that uh, this league, Bo, is as competitive in many ways and if you stack these things up against perhaps MLS teams you'd have some really good matches this is a very competitive league yeah, and totally. Atlante looks great it's like, I mean you know as I said last week you know when you look at Expansion with this this isn't like minor league baseball this is more to me like college football and the idea that like these teams are at a certain level of play that is exciting to watch. It's not bad soccer by any stretch. This is exciting soccer. What I liked about the Atlante game was the fact that these goals that we saw last night, they were all quality goals, right? This was not, there was no mistakes made by Dorados. I mean, yeah, you could, you could really boil it down and say tactically, maybe they could have had a little different movement. Maybe they lost a mark. But, I mean, these were all quality goals. And and that's what you see in Expansion is most of these guys, the reason that they're not in the top division of Mexican soccer is just it's an age thing, right? They're getting there. They're, they're preparing to get to that level. And so, you know, I'm very impressed. Atlante, in the end here, you know, they're going to battle. They're in fourth place. They're going to battle the second and third teams in the last couple of games 
in the division. So, I mean, this is going to be a quality year for them. If they, you know, they, 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 they've been streaky. Here's what they don't do. They don't tie, right? Everything's either a win or a loss. They're either all in or all out. It seems like, so if they can keep on this run, if they can win these last couple of games, you know, Cimarrones, if they can, if they can get a good result against them and, and put themselves now they're in the top four, if they could be in the top two, I mean, I think that's, that's really good. I mean, I think Ciela is just basically running away with it right now. Uh, they have shown, uh, to be the best team right now in expansion, but across the board, it's been, it's been a good season. It's been a good season. And seeing Echeverria uh, is one of the players with the experience, uh, making a nice contribution with the third goal of the game was excellent. And and the onslaught of goals didn't just end in expansion play last night as we taped this on a Friday. No, no, no. You, you got um, quite an outburst in the first half from Mazatlan. And, and, you know, I always think now with the new uh, manager in charge, you, you know, Chris Farley and David Spade come to it's mind. It's sleepy time. It's Tommy boy. <laughs> it's Tommy boy. <laughs> Oh man, it's something. But yeah, no, that was an exciting game, man. Mazalan, they if they could I wish they could take these goals and spread them out on all the other games. I you know, I think about uh, at the beginning of the year when Fraga was just like his defense would make dumb errors and they'd give up goals and they'd lose games or have have a tie or a draw in a game that they could have won because of a dumb mistake. And and I think he watches games where they score five goals and he's like, "Where where was this 3 months ago?" Uh so yeah, it, it was it was a nice performance by Mazalan. I I don't know. Is it too little, too late? I mean, it's we're we're getting to the very end of of the Premier Division of the top division of Mexican soccer, and and we're getting into that playoff, Lawrence, and the playoff picture is kind of starting to come together. It, it certainly is, and and you know you look at the action to come. I mean, the matches that we're going to keep our eye on, obviously, this weekend are Pumas, Guadalajara. Last time out for Guadalajara, it was not a good showing. And and I just do not no. quite understand what the schizophrenia is here with this team. I, I just I don't understand how there's that much talent and then it's so underwhelming at times, Bo. It underwhelming is the best way to put it. Um I don't know. I'm tired of me. Honestly, I'm to the point I'm tired of making excuses for Chivas. I don't know what it is anymore. I mean, it's like you have you know, it's not the coach. We'll get a new coach. Oh, it's not the players. We'll get more players. And it's like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. It's when you watch them play, it's not like they're playing bad soccer. It's just so abjectly mediocre. I don't know what they can do to make it better. They're going to get in the playoffs, which I think is a must for them. So maybe they can find their rhythm in the little league and get far enough in the playoffs that, Everybody says, "All right, well, that was a good year for Chivas, and then they can keep on building on that." But I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what this these last couple of games for them is going to be like because they uh, they have not been outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. No, I mean other teams have trophies. Chivas has trophies. So let's talk about Cruz Azul <laughs> and taking down Chivas in their last match now uh, at Monterey on a Saturday evening, Halloween. And uh, you, you don't want things to be too scary for Antonio Mohamed. You know, they, we've seen the tears of Mohamed. But now Cruz Azul, let me just make this statement. 
A couple of matches back, Jonathan Rodriguez not near the goal with a penalty kick. He was certainly straight down the middle and near what he needed to do to help take out Chivas. Now we're going to see a Monterey team that has been building and building and Cruz Azul team that's starting to click and be more reliable. And we're going to see a real powerhouse match here. It will be. It will be. I mean, we're not talking about the the real powerhouse, which seems to be the Kings of Leon. But I, if Cruz Azul can get a win here and get three points, then, you know, they're still making a statement that, that, you know, they feel like they're the best team in the league. That's how you, when you see how uh, the players and the coaches and their interviews that, you know, they still feel like they're the best team in the league and that this Lyon thing is just something that's kind of happening in the, you know, over here, nobody pay attention to that, but um, they've got to beat Monterey and uh, Monterey, this is a statement win for them. If they can get a win here, then that gives them the momentum they need to do well in the playoffs. And honestly, when it comes to points, that also gives them the momentum they need to be in that top four. They could push with the right results. They could push America out of the top four. And so they get that first round bye. Yeah. Speaking of America, uh, they will be hosting Tigris and uh, Tigris getting locked up in a draw in their last match out. Uh, America getting by Atlas. And I'll say this, the attention to detail was important to America late in that match. They had had several good tries on goal, but uh, it, it did finally click to where they got just enough to get by Atlas. Now, this is the Sunday night football matchup that we're waiting to see. America hosting Tigris, and it's it's an afternoon matchup, which is, which is kind of nice for viewing purposes on the West Coast because you can kind of settle into uh, this being the prime sporting event of the day, Bo. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are these are two top teams. These are marquee teams. They're both right on the edge of getting that first round by. So, you know, they're definitely not just going to coast into the playoffs. Uh, Tigris is the better team. But I would have said that from the beginning of the year. Tigris is the better team. Kind of like how I was talking about Chivas. You don't know which team is going to show up. You could say the same about Tigris. They're just not quite as desperate on the field as Chivas is. You know, sometimes Tigris just seems to be going through the motions but when they go through the motions, it's a draw. It's not a loss, right? But I think they're going to be ready for this game. They want to beat America. They want to be in that top four. And, you know, I, I think that they will win that game. If, if this is our you pick em game, I think Tigris beats America. Ooh, I, I think that's an interesting call. It's on the road, and it's a opportunity for... A little bit of dominance to be established here. And and, and I will say this, too. You, we talk about the Kings of Leon. They are the Monday night football matchup hosting Santos Laguna. And Santos, you know, coming off a win against Atletico San Luis, it was convincing enough. Uh, Furch uh, being more in the mix, really a good thing to see for Santos. And, and they'll, they'll be in the picture here with the playoffs. But uh, Leon, th- this would be the time to shut the door. And uh, with a win, they would essentially shut the door and, and settle up what would be the dominant position heading into the playoffs, Bo. I wonder, though, because with Lyon, it's like, is this where they maybe take a step back? Is this where, you know, maybe they get a little bit of rest? Because, I mean, they are up enough that they don't really have to worry about these games. And so why risk anything? And like soccer, we we talk about it all the time. Soccer is a game of rhythm. So you want to keep your rhythm up. But that doesn't mean you necessarily have to play 
your best players the entire game. So I think Santos actually has a chance to win this game because I don't know if this is going to be a full force Leon experience. That being said, Santos, we're going to draw him back to our boys who who uh, you know showed last night that they're ready to play. If Mazalan does well against Santos, Mazalan is going to make the playoffs. And that's that's really interesting to me. It's the fact that this team, you know, they're not an expansion team. They are, you know, they're just old Moralia with some new uniforms, with some new players. But, you know, they started out, I don't want to say poorly, but they started out definitely with a big hill to climb. And if they can get in the playoffs, I think that's huge for them. And then you have all these kind of teams that are that are comfortable in making the playoffs. But I wonder what is going to be they're showing once they get in the playoffs. Teams like Pachuca, you know, teams like Toluca, you know, they've played well. They've had flashes of brilliance even. And so I think the playoffs are going to shape up to be really interesting. With this 12-team format, I think we're going to get to see... You always see this in 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 the Premier Division of Liga MX. When we get to the playoffs, the, the teams that you always feel like are the legacy teams who always do well, usually do well. If they're first place or if they're sixth place, the Americas and the Monterey's, they just know how to deal with the playoffs. But I also think that that sets up well for teams like Pachuca because I think they can come in and make a run. And after seeing how they played the other night, I think that they have the ability to beat any team in Liga MX, and, and they're going to have that opportunity. So, yeah, a fun end to the season, definitely. Most certainly. We will be following it as the weeks unfold with Bo Byerly. I'm Lawrence Scott. Thank you so much for joining us.